The Boost Podcast serves an energetic community of business leaders, entrepreneurs, and individuals who are growth-minded. If you, your business, or organization would like to share your service, product, or expertise with the Boost Podcast community, contact Kelly Leonard. Email kelly.leonard at taylor-leonard.com. Again, that's kelly.leonard at taylor-leonard.com. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Shay Wheat is a certified event producer and creator of popular programs such as the Powerful Events Process and the Ultimate Event Planner Certification Program. Shay's also the CEO of Grace and Ease Productions Incorporated. Today, Shay joins me to chat about strategies to leverage events to build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, and tap into new markets. Hi, Shay. Welcome to the Boost Podcast. Hey, Kelly. How's it going? It is going well. It is going well. I am so excited to have you here and to share your genius with the Boost Podcast listening community. So for those folks who are hearing the name Shay Wheat for the very first time, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So um, Shay Wheat here. I'm a certified event producer and the owner of Grace and Ease Productions. And what we do is we support speakers, coaches, expert thought leaders in creating powerful and profitable live and virtual live events. Wow. Awesome. And I would imagine that now with COVID, your virtual business is booming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was definitely a very fast shift into the virtual land. Uh, But, you know, honestly, I think it was a blessing in disguise. It really allowed not only myself to open up my business and the doors and who we could really support, but it also did the same thing for my clients. So my clients can be international and they don't have to worry about people not coming to events because you know they're across the world and it takes $10,000 or something to get over into the country that you're in and then all of the hotel and flight and all that jazz. So it's really, I think, a blessing in disguise for a lot of different things. Yeah, absolutely. And it does also make me wonder, we've gotten a little spoiled, right? We've gotten accustomed to maybe just being able to tap into events from the you know, the comfort of our home or our home offices. And it makes, it does make me wonder sort of what does that mean for the landscape around in-person live events as well, because certainly virtual events aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, you're right. Virtual events are not going anywhere. Um, You might be hearing in the space right now, it's like, oh, but there's all that Zoom fatigue and people aren't showing up and this, that, and the other. And it's like, The statistics aren't quite showing that. Yes, there are less people that are like, oh, I'm going to go to that virtual event versus two years ago, right? Everybody was jumping on a virtual event. It doesn't seem like that many as of right now. But the thing is, you actually have a bigger reach and more people are interested and they can say, okay, do I want to be in person? Do I want to be virtual? 
And if you have the options available, that is also something to consider when you're looking to plan an event, what the experience is for you and the audience. And there's a whole lot of different questions that I tend to ask leading into an event before my clients really decide which way they want to go. And so to that point, I also wonder, because you, you know, we think binary, there's in-person, there's virtual, but I'd imagine a lot of folks, um, you know, a hybrid is an option as well. I oftentimes wonder, however, like how it's, there's a lot of thought that probably needs to go into hosting hybrid events, because of course you're trying to be mindful of the people that are there live and in person with you, but then it's like, okay, and how do we keep the attention of the folks online because it's a totally different experience. So are you seeing a lot of hybrid events taking place as well? Yes. And so when you're considering hybrid, it really is two events, right? Just like you said, there's the virtual space and then there's an in-person space. And when you go into a breakout session, yes, the equivalent would be like shares around the table for the in-person crowd. But what I'm seeing is For my event hosts, the ones on stage, they have to essentially have like a split brain, Mm. okay? Because you're engaging, you're feeding off the audience, you know, they're giving you their eyebrows and their like head tilts and everything else that you can see in person. Mm -hmm. But the virtual audience, now, if, if we have it set up the way that we do, we build a studio essentially, where you can still see all the zoomies and you can see, you know, hundreds of them all at once. But do you want a whole bunch of TVs in front of you when you also have a live audience in front of you? So what does the configuration look like? You know, how are you engaging both audience? You've got the mic shares in person, but then how are you bringing them up in the virtual space? So what I tend to ask my my clients is, you know, what is the end result? We always start with the end in mind, and then we break it down from there. What is the experience? What are they getting out of it? What do you want them to do? Are there any exercises that have to happen in order for them to get the transformation that you're looking for them to have, right? Because whether or not they tend to, you know, want to do business with you after the event, you still are giving them an experience at the event itself. And so you still have to make that really super juicy. So when you're considering in-person, not in-person, doing it virtual, doing it hybrid, you need to think through the experience. Once you think through the experience, then there's a couple of different options. So I have clients that go, I really want to get back to in-person, but I don't want to lose the virtual. Fantastic. Do an in-person. Six months later, do a uh, virtual. Still best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Still able to reach people um, internationally and support the people that want to join in person. I'm also seeing um, something new come out into the space where it is a, it's a virtual first event but there's in-person components. So what that means is we've got a hotel room and one ballroom has the complete studio set up, just like a virtual event would have a, a studio set up. You can see all the zoomies, you can see everybody. The room next door is an in-person experience. So they have the screens, they're interacting as if it's the virtual event, but there's a group of them all together. So the in-persons still get to have the in-person experience of meeting in the hallways, the meeting after the meeting where everybody's hanging out at the bar and they're all going to dinner together, right? Um, But they still get the content and the experience that the virtual audience is also receiving. 
So it's, it's right now we're playing with like, is that the best of both worlds right now? Wow. So that's an interesting approach to take. And I know you mentioned something earlier on in your initial response as you were talking about um, sort of engaging the virtual audience. And so like, what are some of those best practices or what are the best ways to engage specifically a virtual audience? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you want to be thinking through um, one, how are you setting up your event? Is it a one day event? Is it a three day event? I rarely recommend a two day unless there's certain circumstances involved with it. Um, But are you doing a retreat? Are you doing a workshop? So what is the experience? You want to make sure that you obviously have content. You want to make sure that you have some type of exercises and you have some way of them engaging back with each other and with you. So in every session or every segment of your day, you want to kind of have that breakdown content, some type of experience or um, exercise, and then them coming back and doing some shares. So you could be teaching the three keys on X, Y, Z. Here's key number one. Here's all the content with key number one. Now I want you to go ahead and write out, you know, what is, what is it for you? You know, what did you gain out of key number one? Or if your key was how to come up with your elevator pitch, right? Start writing out your elevator pitch. And then step three would be go ahead and do partner shares or breakout session rooms, right? Share with each other, listen to what other people are saying. Then the next step is you come back to the group as a whole and you take a couple of shares in the bigger space where everybody's coming together. I mean, I've seen uh, people even have um, like a choose your own adventure. Mm. So they could go and into different breakout session rooms. And if they, they couldn't make it to breakout session three because they stayed in number one, when everybody came back into the group, all right, who is in number one? Okay, tell me the big ahas from number one. Who was in group two, right? What was the big aha? So then you still learn as a community, even though you didn't get to go to all the breakout session rooms. So I'm going to ask you perhaps a controversial question because, you know, I believe Zoom has become the Kleenex of uh, <laughs> of virtual spaces. Mm-hmm. It's like, regardless of what we're on, people refer to it as Zoom. Let's schedule a Zoom. Okay, but actually I'm on teams or actually I'm on. So do you have a favorite platform? It's zoom. (laughs) It is actually zoom. Um, The reason being is we played with a whole bunch of different things um, when we were in lockdown to the point where I had one event where I had 15 different zoom rooms talking to one another. Wow. Yeah. And so what I've seen with other platforms is they just don't have the interactivity and the experience piece that we so need and crave. They might have the chat, but they don't have the ability for you to be on screen. You know, maybe they have an avatar or something Mm -hmm. like that. And if you're a speaker, you want to see the audience's face. You want them, you want to see when they're going like that question mark look on their face or their head is tilted and they're like, I don't get what you're saying right now. (laughs) That's huge feedback for like, okay, let me go back and explain this a different way. Right. Right. So I think the video is huge. 
I think the chat is huge. We've played with different ways of engaging with the audience, whether it be chat on Zoom or chat in Facebook or, you know, um, creating dashboards. So it creates that hallway effect. But I've been able to do more with Zoom than I have any other platform. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's funny. I saw this. I was um, looking at a Twitter feed at one point in time and folks were debating Teams versus Zoom. And and it's just like, yeah, there's a lot of team or team Zoom is what I, which sounds like really odd, but I think you know what I mean. They were pro Zoom. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of team Zoom, because that sounds like, contradictory, yeah. right? Right. Um, and so it's really interesting. I, I often like to ask folks that do a lot of these virtual spaces what their preferred platform is because, uh, you know, people seem to be very passionate about one platform over another. And so, so that's interesting. So now let me ask you this. Let's say, so what types of events, if I'm a business owner, business leader, what types of events should I be doing um, based on the level of business that I'm at? Ooh, yes. Great question. So there's actually 17 different types of events that you could be possibly doing in your business. Wow. You can be, yeah, right? 17. <laughs> Who thought? I'm sure there's probably even more, but I'm just like brainstorming. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like 17 of them. So what we're looking at, 90-minute workshops, summits, retreats, masterminds, one-day sales and enrollment events, three-day sales and enrollment events, seminars, podcasts, meetups, Facebook Lives, that's an event. Instagram Live is an event. Clubhouse Room is an event. Conferences, challenges, hackathons, conventions, trade shows. All of these are events. And based on the level of business that you're in, you should and should not be doing certain events. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yes. So like if you're just starting out, you're, you're a phase one, right? Your job in phase one is to get clients. You Mm -hmm. should not be doing a three-day sales and enrollment event when you don't even have any clients yet. Okay. Your Mm -hmm. job is to find the clients. Well, one is to do some market research and figure out what your clients want and need, create a package, make the offer to that package get them crazy awesome results, rinse and repeat until you have at least 10 clients. Then you get to move to phase two. Okay. Okay. Um, And then when you're in phase two, then you're looking at, so the first one's validate. The second one is visibility. Now that we know our proof of concept works, we need to start getting some more visibility. And in your business, you want to be making making money, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Else it's a hobby, right? (laughs) Right. Otherwise it's a hobby. And we want to be able to, you know, make income, support you and your family, as well as support the people that you're supporting, right? That's, they're coming to you for that reason. So you want to start gaining some visibility by speaking. And this Mm -hmm. is where you can use those free platforms, the Facebook lives, the clubhouse rooms, the Instagrams, You can be guests on other people's stages, uh, webinars, podcasts, summits, right? You could start looking at sponsoring events, um, but that would be towards the end of phase two. I would say in the beginning, you just want to really start to nail in connecting with your audience, knowing what their pain points are, supporting them and getting them crazy awesome results, rinsing and repeating. 
Now you've said something at least twice that I picked up on, and it was, you went from one day event, three day event, and then you mentioned something about don't do two days. And so I'm thinking, but wait, why? Like, (laughs) (laughs) what's your aversion to the number two? Like, why not a two day? Right. Well, um, that's in reference to sales and enrollment events, a one day sales and enrollment event and a three day sales and enrollment event. The purpose of an enrollment event is to enroll people into your programs, your packages, your offers. Okay. Okay. It's a leveraged event model um, that you would do in one of the later phases in phase four and phase five. So you are at that point leveraging your time. Okay. So in the beginning, you're spending more of your time engaging one-on-one with your potential clients. You're doing, you know, your, your sales calls, your strategy sessions, your discovery sessions. Mm -hmm. Once you move through the phases, you're now going, instead of you doing one-on-one calls, you're going to do one-to-many. And you're going to do that in an event because you're now leveraging your time and your energy and your efforts. By this time, you have team already in place as well so that they can support your um, your audience in different ways. Okay. So when we do a sales and enrollment event, the structure has to be set up in a way that it, it flows. So we don't want to be like, hi, nice to meet you. Let's get married. you know you you've got to you know hi nice to meet you who are you what are you about this is me this is how I can help you like here's the experiences that come along with it you know this is an offering if it's a good fit for you let's move forward right Mm -hmm. and the more time you spend with people the more no like and trust factor comes into play, the more opportunity you can actually dive in deeper into what's going on with them and truly support them. That's the whole point, right? If I've got one day with you, I can only support you at a certain level and mm-hmm. I'm only going to make an offer that's you know $4,000 or less, right? Because I've only met you for a short period of time. Our relationship is short. right? If I'm doing a, a bigger program, I've helped a lot of people in this program. It's going to be a $10,000 or more program, right? Mm -hmm. And this is where my clients end up making six and seven figures in a weekend Mm -hmm. is with these sales and enrollment events um, because they're leveraging their time and then they're helping them in that program for a whole year, okay? Gotcha. The reason a two-day doesn't seem to quite work in, in that model is where do you give enough value before you make the offer to, you know, then wrap up the event. It's just a little awkward in the way that the days lay out. Okay. And so that's why I tend not to suggest them. The only time it's really worked is when we are inviting an audience that's already been with you. They've been in your world for a number of years. Um, They've purchased some of your lower level programs And this is the next best step for them. So it's more of a a fulfillment event that has an offer attached to it. They're coming. It's more of a workshop that they're coming to learn or they're trying to get more skill set in or it's like, let's let's do it together Mm -hmm. kind of an event. And then next step you know, on a lunch break or something like that. If, if you need more support, you know, we're going to be sharing with you the next program that's worked well in a two day. Most people are doing a one or a three. 
Gotcha. Wow. So it sounds like the intensity, like just the sheer fact that there are 17 plus different types of events, there needs to be a lot of intentionality and thought around this. So I'm assuming that you would suggest perhaps even incorporating events in some sort of like in your business plan as a part of your sort of the foundation in in terms of helping organizations to grow. So I guess that's my question for you. Why should I include events as a part of my business plan? Yeah, absolutely. I believe you should. I believe everybody should. Um, We don't do life in a a bubble. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why would we do business in a bubble? right? So we need community, we need connection, and events are the best way that I've seen to create that community, the connection, and support people at the masses, right? The potential to support them at the masses. Um, And there's just something special about people that are your fellow unicorns getting together when maybe your family doesn't get you, Maybe your community doesn't understand you in the town that you live in, but you can find these other unicorns and all come together in one space and go, okay, I'm not crazy. Thank (laughs) God I'm not the only one, right? (laughs) And, And I feel that's what events allow us to do is find our tribe, find our campus, find our community. So we're not alone. Um, and I, I just love them so much. Like I've, I've gone to them since I was a little kid, you mm-hmm. know, the, all the personal development seminars, just because I loved being around people that were similar and constantly learning and growing like myself. Yeah, that's great. And so I think you, we've probably sold people on your extraordinary gift and love and passion for events back when you you know, just sort of slid in there on a weekend. My clients are making six and second, seven figures. People are probably like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, if anyone is listening in um, to this conversation and they just want to circle back and connect to you, what's the best way for folks to just connect with you and learn more about the work that you're doing? Yeah, great question. I would love to connect with your audience. Um, I love obviously talking about events. I talk about them all over the place. Um, I'm on social media. So my personal um, Instagram and handles are Shay Wheat, S-H-A-Y Wheat. Um, You can also find us at Grace and Ease Productions on Instagram. But what I would love to do for your audience here is I've kind of touched on the phases of event leverage. I'd love to give them a free gift. Uh, where they can actually go through, I've got a flow chart that talks about the different questions and the different things of where they're at, and then gives them the next steps to move through the phases. And uh, if they wanted to check that out, they simply go to www.shayfreegift.com. Awesome. Free is the price is right. So thank you so much for that tremendous resource. Shay, it has been extraordinary just getting to know you. Thank you so much for just sharing the information today with our, our, our team and, and our community. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. You're a joy. And thank you for boosting us all to the next level. The Boost Podcast is sponsored in part by Reveal Wealth. Let the professionals at Reveal Wealth assist you on your financial journey. From individual financial planning, family financial planning, business planning, insurance planning, and more, Reveal Wealth's holistic approach gives you the freedom to take control of your financial security. 
No matter your age or stage in life, the professionals at Reveal Wealth are ready to assist. Contact them now for a free initial consultation. Go to WeRevealWealth.com. That's WeRevealWealth.com. Or call 410-928-8081. Take control of your financial security by allowing Reveal Wealth to serve you. WeRevealWealth.com. That's WeRevealWealth.com or call 410-928-8081 and tell them you heard about them on the Boost Podcast. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com.